And how's it going? Perfect. Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Thanks for taking some time this morning to chat a little bit. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how's life at the chamber? <laughs> oh, wonderful as always. <laughs> We're looking forward to the event Thursday night. Yeah, it should be it should be interesting. We actually were trying to do it. We would last year would have been the first one, but we we had it scheduled like two weeks after COVID hit, essentially. <sighs> so when everything locked down, we're like, well, they shut down every every campus event. We were not set up to do it digitally at that point. So yeah, we would have had it a year ago, but life happens. I understand. I think I was probably at the last on campus event. My brother just started JSU. Mm -hmm. uh, this past fall. So that was like their preview intro day. And we were walking yeah. all over Kennesaw or not Kennesaw, Lord, we're talking about Kenimer Hall. Yeah. Well, we just probably within the last maybe month, I think I started to see some, some on-campus events start to happen again, but it's yeah, probably about three, four weeks ago was our first, we had like a transfer day. That was the first one probably in person I've done in a year. So isn't that crazy? It didn't feel like it's yeah. been that long, but it has. My hair grew out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I do ton. I mean, it's been weird. It's been really weird because just the nature of on a college campus, I mean, I do a ton of stuff, events in person throughout the year. It doesn't really end, especially the weirdest part was the summer because we do orientation all summer. Yeah. And I mean, usually it's every other day in the summer. It was so weird last summer not having orient having orientations or doing anything like that. So I hear you. We're used to being very, very busy and out at businesses and doing ribbon cuttings yeah. and all the networking event stuff. So just like yeah. you said, we've had to kind of we had to pivot towards we can do it in person, but it's outside or everything's yeah. virtual primarily. I know we're gonna be dipping our toes in a little bit more into in person as the summer goes on, just with the the warmer weather seems to do better. So, well, I think the the fact that that and then enough people will be vaccinated fully, mm -hmm. probably within the next month. That I mean, there's really no reason why we can't do some of this stuff this summer. So, right, we're looking forward to it for sure. We just want to make sure everybody's yeah. as safe as possible. I know we yeah. hate to have another surge. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to happen. I mean, you just we, it's going to be a reality of life for a while until we're. I mean, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have every year it's going to be like a flu shot. And you're just yeah. going to get a new COVID updated shot and, yeah, move on with life. I heard an interesting uh, statistic from the hospital. They said that in December of 2019, they had like over 200 positive flu cases, right? Of people that come to the ER and had the flu. Uh, December of 2020, they had three. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if the if organizations insisted on masks inside buildings for maybe even just during flu season, because, yeah, like you said, they, they saw a dramatic decrease in flu cases this year. So you know, maybe that'll be our new our new reality, at least during like those fall winter months when flu is really bad. But yeah, I think I'd keep it up like in public, like go grocery shopping or go to the mall, maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah. Who goes to the mall anymore? <laughs> Uh, nobody. Yeah, why they're all shut. Well, they're all shutting down before this anyway. So this really just, I mean, it's the same thing with movie theaters. I mean, all that kind of, that type of stuff was was already going out of business anyways. So really, COVID just probably sped up that process by five years. And so all these, but they're just going to go out of business. I hate to hear that. We're going to do our best. Hopefully, to keep them around here in the chamber. Well, I, there have been some plans I've heard in the works for some of the 
the malls and the open buildings and things like that. Yeah, I think I think the small businesses, if they if they're agile and they adapted, they'll survive. Mm-hmm. The the big malls that were around when we were kids, those are gonna be gone. They're gonna all gonna be gone. It's gonna just be something new. They'll they'll adapt and do into something else. So right, we will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so Justin, um. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. You've been kind of all over the country, haven't you? <laughs> uh, I sure have. Sure. Uh, yeah. So a, b- a little bit about myself. So I am a veteran myself. I served in the U.S. Air Force. Uh, my I actually come from a family of veterans. Both my parents served in the Air Force. So it kind of runs in the blood. Uh, so I have a crazy story. I actually went to college first, uh, right as a regular traditional age student out of high school, got my degree. And then I decided before gap years were a thing, I took a gap year <laughs> and then uh, took a year off after I got my degree and decided to enlist in the military. So I actually did everything backwards. I'm one of those crazy people, um, but I loved it. I mean, I loved serving, worked hard, uh, got to see a few places around the world, do something I never thought I would do. Um, got out <clears throat> after my, my four years was up. And then uh, essentially since then I've worked in higher ed. Uh, I was a student worker right out of, literally I wasn't even out of the military yet. And I was already hired on as a student worker on campus. And uh, essentially I was going back to school already. I was a student worker on campus and just really haven't left campus since. I've been out about 10 years now, a little over 10 years. So I've worked on a variety of roles uh, in higher ed at three different campuses now really all over the country. I uh, started out in Arizona, then I was in Colorado for a time, and now I'm here. I've been here for the last five years uh, at JSU. And really, uh, for me, uh, JSU is what brought me to this area. So I didn't know Jacksonville, Alabama existed, to be quite honest, <laughs> before, before I applied here. Did not did not know. I, like everyone, like, is that Florida? No. Right, um, right. <laughs> Uh, never heard of Calhoun County in my life prior to applying here. So, uh, but that's really what brought me to JSU was uh, the position. So at the time, uh, JSU had a grant. They just received a grant to start up uh, support services for service members and veterans and their dependents. Uh, and which prior to the grant, they did not have anything set up specifically to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was hired to come here and set up those support services for military students. Well, that's great. You fit right in, huh? I do. Yeah, it's crazy. You hear all sorts of crazy things down in this office. (laughs) (laughs) But so what's kind of your day to day look like? You know, who do you so you work with our service members, but do you work with our non-traditional students as well? Yeah, definitely. And and so the funny thing is uh, we expanded out to really start to look at specific support services for our adult learners, probably about a year and a half, two years ago, something like that. so crazy thing is really my service members fit in all these categories. So um, really how we define a, well, we, we call them post-traditional students. That's, that's what the new buzz term is in higher ed. Uh, it's, essentially saying, it's like the new traditional is essentially what it is. Um, so essentially how we look at it is anyone over 25 who is, who is in an undergraduate program. So, and then that could be an assortment of people. That could be those who are mid-career and they're retraining into another career. It could be uh, those who have kids and were at home with kids or dealing with kids at a young age and then came back to school afterwards. It could be 
uh, like my service members who went and uh, served their country for a number of years and then came back and are going to school. It could be those who are just out in the workforce who, you know, left high school and it's like, hey, I just want to go to work. They go work for a bunch of years and they, they come back out and they want to go back to school. So um, we, we serve a, a variety of, of people. But, yeah, it's my day to day, I mean, it, it, I never know, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> it, that's, that's one of the things I like about working within higher ed is it really you never know what your day is going to look like. I mean, I, I have a I often j- a joke with my staff that I always have these plans that with things I'm going to do, I have these big plans in my mind, especially in the summer, like I'm going to get all these things accomplished. It never happens because life, life comes. I mean, three years ago, as tornadoes came through and that just wiped out all my plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to, we had to shift and we have to look at other things, you know, COVID hits there, there goes all my plans for a year. Um, so I mean, really day to day, I mean, we, we do a lot, a lot of what we do is support, uh, at least for the service members, it's working with military education benefits. So a lot of work with students on funding, how their funding works, what's the best use of their funding. And so we get really both both sides. So we get the veterans or the service members who are, who are using their own benefits, or and we also have a lot of dependents here. So we have a lot of kids and spouses mm-hmm. of service members that we support. So working with them in a variety of ways, either as the parent, as a student, we get a lot of times whole families come in here. So we got to kind of work with them individually on what, what's best for them and how to best support them. So really day to day, it's just, I mean, some days I got 50 students who come through and we'll see them and work them in different ways. Some days I don't see students at all, but I'm working on things in the background to help advocate and support for better procedures, policies, services that we can, we can provide in the future for students. Well, awesome. I know we, we mentioned a little bit earlier about you know what a, a post-traditional student might look like. So a lot of our chamber members have really taken advantage of our recent MOU with JSU as far as the corporate tuition scholarship. So that's a 20% scholarship towards their tuition. I don't want to say it's a discount, um, but I know they're very excited about that. Is there any advice you might give them or? Yeah, I so a lot of my service members kind of really have fallen in the same category. So it's, we haven't been in school and some of them has been 30 years. Yeah. So they're, they're really apprehensive about coming back to school. It's been so long. I mean, I, I always highly suggest if it's been a long time, if it's been 10 years, 15, 20, I have students that's 40 years that come back. Um, I would say start small don't don't do anything crazy don't come here and do like five classes <laughs> i mean because it's been a while so mm-hmm. you you really i say start small especially with if you're looking at your chamber partners and they want to take advantage of that that i don't know what they're calling it, it as a scholarship or discount right right you get a reduced rate for a class right mm-hmm. um i would take advantage of that and maybe just take one or two and just kind of get your feet wet and see see if it's if this is going to be the right fit for you because we have a lot of options so i mean a lot of times my younger students like distance classes they like doing stuff completely online or even the hybrid a lot of times older students do not they want to come physically to campus they want to be in the class they want to talk to the teachers they want to talk to their peers and they learn better that way so i think you really have to identify what you're better learning option is you really need to figure out how much how much time you can devote to to school oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then st- 
start small and take maybe one, two classes, depending on your, your life situation, where you are, you know, your phase of life and really just kind of scale from there. So I would start one or two. I mean, and then if it's working out and you kind of figure out where you want to be, what you want to pursue as a major, then you can, I mean, then you can ramp it up and then you really will have an idea of how much you can handle within your phase of life. Because I mean, I'm no different. I mean, if, if I, I'm in school right now as well. And so I, I work full time. I got a family, I got kids. I mean, I don't have, I can't go and do three, four classes. I just don't have time for it. So you really have to be real clear about what your goal is and then start, start in a smart fashion and then phase up off of that based off what, how, how it goes. And we have some good options for that. I mean, you could, you could look at some classes that are just of interest to you. That, that are, are fascinating topics to can just kind of get your feet wet. And then, you know, if it works out and you're like, Hey, this wasn't as scary as I thought it was, then move forward. And, but the, the nice thing for our adult students is there's a lot of support services in place that we have now that can really help them in that transition. So as far as kind of, you know, weaning back into school, what can they kind of look forward to at the event Thursday night, the adult learners night? Yeah, this this event is really meant to be just a fun event, honestly. Like it, it it's it's meant to be like an appreciation night for our adult learners. So it's gonna be for those who are currently here, so who are already students or those who are thinking about school to come check it out. It's really a, a very non-threatening way to kind of come in, check out campus a little bit. There's free food, it's family friendly. We're gonna have games, you can bring your kids. Uh, I got the National Guards bringing out their rock wall so you can do some rock climbing Ooh. on the quad. Um, so it's just going to be fun, fun stuff. And I'm going to have representatives from each school out to talk about some of their programs. So if you can kind of come get some information, we'll definitely have in, information on the Chamber Partnership and some of that, how some of those more tailored adult uh, partnerships that we have for, for, especially for our funding mm-hmm. that we'll have some information there on that. You can talk to a lot of the people who are like literally going to help you get in and help and, and use those rates and all that kind of stuff. You can talk to them. And then, uh, the, the also the nice thing is you, you can see some of the support services too. So if you're on the fence, you're like, I don't really know. It's been a while. Uh, there will be people there who can talk you through how that looks. So how advising will work, tutoring options, supports that we have in place uh, to, to work with you. So I say come out. I mean, you'll get a free application code. If you come out that night, you can apply for free. We also, it's in conjunction with our FAFSA night. So if you want to, if you want help in, in submitting your online financial aid application to the government, we have stuff set up for that that night. So it's really an easy way to kind of come take care of some business, check it out and, you know, see if this is, if JSU is a good fit for you. And it's on the quad, so it's outdoors, correct? It is, yeah. It's on the quad. We have, uh, we have, we'll have tables. We'll have a backup location. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. That's the hope. Right. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a just a cool time. Really, like I said, non-threatening, free food. Just come out, bring your kids. I mean, and have a good time. All right. Well, I know I will be in attendance along with Angie McVeigh, our public affairs coordinator. We're looking forward to that. I might have to hit that yeah. rock wall before we leave. Bring, bring, bring the right shoes. Right. Bring yeah. Shoes. Oh, yeah. Um, also, so you're in our leadership Calhoun County with Angie. Is that right? What do you that think about right. it? Uh, it's been good so far. I would say um, 
I, I've learned there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's interesting. So you, you think, and you know, we live in a, a smaller County, right? This is not a, this is not a huge County, not a ton of people, here. but there's actually a lot of cool stuff going on that you just don't, you don't know about even, even in a, in a County that's a smaller Calhoun. So, I mean, we just did, there goes my light. Sorry about that. I don't move. It goes off. Um, uh, trying to save energy. So, uh, I would say that you, you get to see a lot of different businesses and you get to see a lot of different things that are going on in the county, which is helpful, you know, in my role, because I always have people asking me, like, what are jobs are available here oh, yeah. locally? What resources are here locally? And, you know, half the time, you know, I don't know. It, 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 you don't know unless you know. And this is a part of helping you figure out what is going on in the county. You can network with others in the county and, and help kind of re- share resources, which is, I think, really crucial in this area. And it's a, it's a way to meet some of the other, you know, I would say business people in the, in the area that um, you can really pull some good information from, expertise uh, that uh, you could potentially use in the future. So I would think, you know, higher ed's a little bit different than the business world for sure. But I would say even for, for business owners, it's worth your time because you'll meet others like you who could give you some advice on how to maybe more effectively run your business or use some ideas about, learning from their mistakes. Hopefully you don't have to learn the hard way like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's been a really good, a good fit and meet, you meet a lot of cool people that you just probably didn't even know existed in the, in the County. Right. <laughs> well, I actually haven't gone through LCC yet, but it'll be my turn next year. So I'm excited about that. They'll come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, what is your favorite thing about working at JSU? I would say for me, I've worked at, like I said, like I said before, I worked at three campuses all over this country and different sizes, really, really big, medium and small. Um, so JSU is the smallest. And I would say what I like about that the most is in this area specifically, we serve a lot of rural students and we serve a lot of first generation students. A lot of students who come here, who their parents never went to school, they don't have siblings that went to school, they don't have aunts or uncles or grandparents. And they have this life goal and they don't have a network of people who can help them get there because they don't they don't know what questions to ask. They don't know how a process works. They don't they don't know anything about it, really. And so I like working with those students who have this goal in mind and I can be a part of that process to help them get there. And the cool thing for me is when I get to see them at the end, I mean, when I get to see them graduate. They've been here several years. I mean, we help them through some of the struggles. We see them through kind of the evolution from like wanting to go to school and then actually getting done and moving on and doing cool things and making more money than me. So, I mean, that's what I like to see. You know, get to see those those students through that process uh, because that's probably the most rewarding part. I mean, a lot of a lot of these, you know, it's not like kids. You know, I call them kids now, but it's not just eighteen year olds. I work with a lot of adults. And a lot of adults come back to school and they, they put their lives on hold to do this. And this is a goal. And they're like, you know, I'm, I'm determined to make it. And it's really cool to see them get through and make it. When you work at bigger schools, you don't get to have that, those personal connections with, with people as much. I mean, you know, really, you're just kind of cycling people through. Yeah. There's so, so many students there that you don't get to have those relationships with them. And you don't get to see the cool stories that come through throughout the process as you do at a school of the size of JSU, when we really serve a community that, you know, there's not a lot of educational resources around here. I mean, it's really us and Gazin State. 
for this part, especially in this part of Alabama, I mean, that's essentially it. Mm -hmm. So for those students who can't afford to go to other schools and pay a lot of money and they have to stay home and stay local, I mean, to, to really see them, see them through and, and to see them attain their goals is, is the coolest thing. Oh, I love that, Justin. That is so sweet. <laughs> oh, well, I know my brother, you know, like I said, he's a freshman still. Mm-hmm. And COVID's been interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing him go through that journey. So essentially, you got to claim him is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Whatever he, he chooses to do, that's smart or not. <laughs> Aiden is very smart. He just, I think he just doesn't know what he wants to do. I think, but you know, like, I think that's every, a lot of people that go to school that go to college. It's just like, I know I want to go, go to college, but I might not know what I want. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to have your life figured out at 18, 19. Oh Lord. I can't even imagine when I look back at me as 18, it's like, I always knew that I, I was artistic and creative mm-hmm. and I'm like, but I can't make money for a living doing that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm like, I'll do graphic design because that that's marketable. Course. Now I wear so many hats and yeah. it just, you know, it just spread out from there. <laughs> you're, being, you're being creative in different ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, we will see you Thursday. I know our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions for Justin, uh, let me know and I can pass those along to him. Yeah. Or if you want to see us Thursday night, we'll yeah, have to see you pod at 4 p.m. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes, you have a good time. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.